if you pin me on Zoom, I'll stab you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Calm down, Francis. <laughs> I'm <a> Francis. <laughs> My name is Psycho. And if you call me Francis, I'll kill you. Kill you. <laughs> Calm down, Francis. Calm down, Francis. <laughs> Stripes, man. I met, well, I don't want to say met, a strong word, but I ran into Bill Murray in San Jose at a conference. He was staying at the same hotel because his brother, I guess, is a coach for a college basketball team that was in the, that made to the tournament. And so the Western thing was happening in San Jose. And so he was following this college team around. And so at the, one of the opening sessions, one of the opening sessions of the conference, they said, you know, the rumors are true. You know, Bill Murray is staying here inside the hotel. You folks just, if you see him, just, you know, he's a regular guy. Just, you know, don't get all excited. Like, you know, it's like, okay. So the first break comes out and I run out to like the lobby. Big ass fucking lobby. Big old fucking. You ran. Place. I know you did. I didn't ran. run. Bill Murray. I didn't run. He ran. And I saw him sitting like at the couch. I guess they were just waiting for the ride. He was there with, with like four or five other boosters. And of course, this one lady comes in. She has her business card and everything. She goes there and says something to him and gives him a business card. And he just kind of looks at her like, yeah, whatever. Puts the business card off the table. So I see an opening. Yeah, Bill Murray. I see an opening. So I walk up to him I'll, from behind. I get about eight feet away from him. I say, excuse me, Mr. Murray. So you sit on the couch and he kind of looks up, you know, side eye at me, like you're from behind. And I tell him, like, I go down, I whisper in his ear. Three greatest movies ever. <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Bicycle Thief. Stripes. <laughs> and he looks at me, he nods. He, he pops his chest a couple times and points at me. I'm back off. What you should have done. <laughs> Story could have gone. And I walked up behind him. And I whispered in his ear. Unga. <laughs> Either way, choose your own ending. Choose your own ending. Podcast is Kaga, the history of Los Delicados with the voices of Norman Zelaya, Paul S. Flores, and Darren J. DeLeon. This is the history of Los Delicados produced by Aztec Parrot with your host, Darren J. DeLeon. Episode 2 The Mission and Y2K. Thank you for listening to our second podcast. In this episode, we explore the influences that living in San Francisco's Mission District had in our development during the dot-com slash gentrification slash Y2K atmosphere. We were moving deeper into the performative aspects of the stage and theater. But the big elephant in El Barrio de la Mission was gentrification. Norman, what was the mission like at that time? I mean, it was a time when there was a lot of anti-immigrant legislation going on, you know, dealing with 
English only stuff, the the end or, or, or attacks on 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 uh, what was it affirmative action, you know, uh, the evictions of families, you know. I, I think that's what kind of drove, you know, this. Uh, it, it drove us underground, right? Latinos, we were disappearing in the neighborhood, you know. We we got driven underground. And, and what do we do? We show up on stage, right? <laughs> we, we, right. we tour, we tour, you know? What, what, what we decided to do was become even more visible, right? Mm -hmm. and, and all those things that we, that we brought to the stage made us more visible. What, what made our group different, I think, was its multidisciplinary approach, right? It wasn't just poetry and music. It was, it was, so, many, it was so many different elements that came in. And it wasn't just, um, you know, Rasquachi Theater. It, it was also... Um, it wasn't Teatro Campesino stuff. Yeah, no. It, 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 no. it wasn't just Teatro Campesino, right? And, and, I, and it, like, we were also doing abstract stuff. The um, penis umbrella, while we're singing Strawberry Fields in Spanish, that, that also tripped people out all the time. Like, what the hell? What is this? I remember it was like the psychological, psychedelic part of the show, right? And then, and then Norman does a strip tease in in the in the in the uh, strip club or the club in the Tijuana. Donkey show. <laughs> the donkey show. He goes to the donkey show. <laughs> Bro, but, I mean, imagine being a fucking audience member for watching our show. Like, what the hell are these guys doing? <laughs> what was going on with the many performance artists inside the mission? there was a lot of influence from the neighborhood in our work um, and the art that was happening in the neighborhood, particularly Galeria. Galeria had, was like a, a home for us to experiment. Yeah. Um, we, we had a lot of shows there. We, we, we developed, we, we worked there. That was kind of like our home in the beginning. And Gomez Peña was, that, was our home there too. Yeah. So that, that was a, a gigantic. And then all the people that we developed with were part of that group. Jaime or Gigi or Leticia or uh, Robert Karimi. There were a few, uh, Mark Pinate. All those people, you know, went on, are still making art. They're all still artists. They were serious people. If you're going to talk about Galeria, then you also have to talk about, you know, Rene Yanya's influence. And Rene was part of um, the Brown Sheep too. Rene Yanez and his, his kind of... Uh, sardonic weird humor he did a piece about a talking burrito he, he asked the burrito question it's supposed to be like a, a a ventriloquist dummy but it's just a burrito he's talking to why did you get priced out of the mission burrito <laughs> and, and he had the burrito on a on a, on a fucking uh stool so there was there were all kinds of shit that, that was popping off including being on the street and that was a big deal performing you guys doing the the union square piece so taking the streets to perform was also something that I think not only were you uh, influenced by, but you were interested in doing, partly because of your own growing up in the mission where everything is really outside and people are um, presenting, performing. The mission was like an active outdoor community, folks on the sidewalk, selling books, talking stuff to you, trying to get you to go to a show, performing, you know, the cat, the homeless dude, with the guitar in the on Valencia Street playing, another person, you know, on a bullhorn, people doing poems at the bar station. That was happening all the time. 
back then. Stuff was happening outside all the time. Now it's a lot more evangelicals and whatnot, but there's still the bands out on 24th Street. But like those little street performers, they would call them. We had a bunch of them. Yeah. People walking around with their faces, bodies painted red. A yeah. red man. You know, like that was part of life in the mission. That's not really like that no more. Salon, corralled by police tape a block long. No chance for junkies stuck with their hand down the drain. Can't get it back out, we're gonna have to cut you off. Every act a revenge fuck. Souls crushed to dust, cupped by two meaty hands. Hate waves in the wind. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Meanwhile, the professor calls for another eight ball. On the first of the month, the slumlord receives five dead mice. Priority mail and man beats dog bites cat eats mouse man beats dog bites cat eats mouse man beats dog bites eats cat eats mouse mice man eats dog bites cat eats mouse man 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 I think about this poem's violent essence when suddenly the street is divided from the sun the corner boys are walls their faces locked gates doorways of the dark magus magnetized cyborg eyes contemplating each corner liquor stores cash register glowing inside through shady spots i walk with speeding thoughts of a moving target as my bloodshot blur swallows the sidewalk abstract voices shout save chewy campusanos mural from whitewash gentrification while spy dedicates the struggle to a wall and all our relations from new york city to the mission from the barrio to the b-boy from rocksteady doughs to la galeria de la raza 1492 mechanical figures and faces outlined in black and white against the background the color of a blood drenched sun it was the gold the cia mass suicide slaves blood on plantations of sugar and cafe it was elegua it was quetzalcoatl it was jesus 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 rising from the grave it was the desire for more blood more sacrifice more hate to feed the furnace more hate steel knives more buildings making a puzzle of the sky it was the desire for revenge 
here now. The mission is a war between the tongue and the tongue knots, the roots and the fruit. The mission is red and blue, white boys too. The mission is east of north and south, shrinking like a hand into a fist. The mission walls speak in muted colors, celebrate heroes of war on corner altars where 40 ounce bottles circle the metal trunk of a stop sign. Purple candles spilling onto the cement, metaphoric wax in order to honor the dead, in order to remember the dead and the dying. Another ragtag gangster rapping in Spanish his desire to rape and pistol whip this pink pit bull. Another enemy, another 15-year-old mother pushing a bucket of blood roses with baby skulls for wheels. Past the unemployed elderly man at 10 a.m. a fresh can of Budweiser in his hand. A sip for Pablito on his tricycle. At 20th and Bryant, Scandinavian faces suddenly. Cellular phone handy, dressed downtowny from Silicon Valley. Chatter over construction workers' paint chipped shoulders. Next to, rub up next to, gypsies of the yoga rave who brave new for sale signs. The hipsters pass by and by and high as hell. But what do you take with you? Who is in the heart? A notice of eviction across your door. The neighbors were loud, strangers upstairs whose mail was always mixed up with yours till you couldn't recall their names. Carried off into the wind, shuffled like Miss Dispense representatives, floating through directions to contact this officer, fax that department, yo, wave those money orders in the air before you board a bus on a journey that could take forever to get where. Here, the wind changes from block to block, is just as strong and inescapable as the law. So, let the masked men take the bank and my money, my conscience, with it. How did gentrification affect the whole mission artist community and us? I mean, that that period of time, as as we felt we were being squeezed, uh, the consequence was that again we became more visible as artists. You know, people were producing a lot of work because I think of of of, of that of that uh, of that that anxiety. You know, that we were living around. That, it was a crisis. That it was uncertainty, a crisis. Yeah, that uncertainty, uh, you know, whether or not we were, we were going to be here tomorrow or, you know, a month from now or a year from now. Um, 
now, I mean, there's no uncertainty now. Like the damage is done. Those places are gone, right? And and there's just less people. There's around. no more Galeria de la Raza. Yeah, there, there's less, there's less people around. Well, there's no way, there's no place for us to gather. You know, to talk about what we're going to produce, to talk about how we're going to get things done. It's a different kind of movement. Those few spaces hey, are, are, are just trying to survive. It's a hard thing survive as an agency or organization and at the same time trying to promote and bring up new artists. I don't know if you could do both things anymore. I know they will not be satisfied until they've pushed me out of this existence altogether. No one will ever be satisfied. If you will allow us to speak, we will prove that these thrown forks pierce the heart of this manipulated meat. We spin the wheels of Mustang justice down your highway throat. Your failure is our stop signs. Rerun lights because we have to release the cage pigeon view. Boot stomping into a dead scene. We've mixed the mean discarga like a mission libre drink. And these social bars impatient with our continental scene. No one will ever be satisfied. Our song is dashed with a storm, escaping three minute leashes. Don't be offended if you have felt that your head has been slapped. slapped. We're pulling knives from our backs. Been called poetic deviants, fit for the rebel jungle. We live in a context without time. Fly solo, Hawkeye a struggle. Open a seat beside us. Together we broke skulls and bars, dodged the crushes that ruined many constitutions, jumped over picket fences, and spit a glob into the face of the savior. No, no one will ever be satisfied. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we must remind you that the shape of our America shapes your Western thought. We have rejected East-West movement, search from South to North. But cables choke me, hang me from a fruitful tree. We carry countries along the masses to the foreign cavalries. If we march with the angels of deviance, it is because we wait for the philosopher's hunt to begin. We place the concept of libre, libre in front of our nom de guerre. We, we can't stand that, that we, we can't stand for ourselves. I feel like the staple guns clipped my tongue again. The man's sentences bleed through my speech in junky pronunciations of fake names for a fake nation. I know they will not be satisfied because you can't recognize what you never see. Until I'm shaking my ass for the children of Reaganites Starring on MTV The real world is a word From the letters of George Jackson Will you care more when Mumia's gone? No one will ever be satisfied Brother, what's the view? Like from on high, I love a sanctuary as the piss runs its course through the silicon playground. 
How can you control the streets from a perch in the sky? Never notice that same piss runs to your doorstep, stinks in your nostril too. They won't be satisfied until rough riders take another sorrowful hill. But remember, we're not ready to bounce. A voice revives, calls the troops to ceremony awakening. The junkie talks to the pregnant teen, talks to la viejita selling flowers, dragging the street rat with no feet, calling to the big lip pimp, rolling hard through the alley, up to the homeboy posted up on a corner, smack needle in hand, and ready. A brick campaign, followed by Molotov and four horses, a granite crazy horse chases William Walker's children off their brass stools. I know they won't be satisfied until, until the, the heroines online. A rush of vida loca, a Disney for real experience. This is what they want. A guayabera dipped in my blood, draped across their back. They will not push me out of this existence altogether. I smell the tar, coat my skin with ethnicities in dust after another contractor's brick in the wall of institutionalized yuppie culture stretched out like blueprints with God's name on them. I know they will not be satisfied until my ink becomes poison. Darts like blowfish, the sushi killer. Spit my terrorist graffiti tags over your mayoral candidates. But they will not push me out of this existence altogether. Because every time I speak, my voice plays a protest song. Counts two, three clave through my DNA. Rhythm rolls off alphabetic curves in the upright shape of my Cuban ass As I mambo through prison generations I am the mambi that survived 793 Yankee invasions I am Tito, Juarez, and Marti I am Chicano Park, The Mission, and Fillmore Street you want this body like a hoe on Saturday night. <laughs> you ain't the first, show won't be the last. You couldn't even remember my name because you came too fast. They will not push me out of this existence altogether. Because they can't get enough of that cool Latino stuff. I am the greenback, the founding father's economic flavor du jour. I am the blue blood, new blood that fills Reagan's lungs. I open the market, I close the market, I am the market. They moved in on a Sunday and my rent went up and an anarchic run and on an anarchic run. Into another bosom filled with multiple fronts. Fight, fight, fight against the rise of corporate blight. I scream, you scream, we all scream. Ah! <laughs> For the dead Kennedys, cry, cry, cry. 
like a bitter taste, so scream a little louder. Riot! Riot! Outside the art space. I am a cholera, taking out Ivy League skateboarders, thrashing on the campesino back road. I am the death, checking in, calling the lemmings to judgment. I am Wanted like public enemy number one. One, 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 one. You can't help but love me. That's it. Jaime was developing writers or getting the neighborhood, people writing about the neighborhood or writing in the neighborhood. Not just like performing and dancing and music, but like writing. writing. Uh, Kathy Arellano, you know, pops up too. Kathy yeah. comes through, she's writing. And folks are writing about the neighborhood, writing and it's feeding each other. You know, everybody's like starting to produce and, you know, reactivate. And we, we come out of that. And I, and I think that's not a stereotypical way of, of saying the mission influenced us. It's, it's more of a cultural way too. It's more of like a community-based tradition, you know, legacy of mission artists. The Mission Libre never really caught on. Only for only for a couple of bartenders. I, I remember there was one one lady that if I went to Doc's Clock, she would serve me the Mission Libre. But if I try to just do that anywhere else, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Darren going to a bar in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'll have a Mission Libre. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, what? Who are you? Yeah, yeah, didn't catch up. I'm in the rum runner, catch right? I'm in the rum runner. You should know what a mission libre is. You drink rum. <laughs> then also had a way to confuse people really fast. So but what is it? What is a mission libre? A mission libre is Myers rum, Seven Up, and a line. That is a mission libre. That is. That it. would work. That would work right now. We got we got some of that from Gomez Pena always ordering the the Myers at Docks. Remember watch that I remember seeing him drink that a lot. And then we do the seven up because Norman started drinking highballs a lot. His Ford de Caña, he would drink seven with seven up, which is something I had never done either. The so seven, we combined the two. The seven turned upside down. That's the L. The mission leave day. That does it for this episode of Podcast Descarga. Los Delicados will be celebrating their 25th anniversary with a series of Flory Cantos in the Bay Area between November 18th to the 21st, 2021. Ticket information will be available very soon. The next episode of Podcast Descarga will be released on October 21st. Until then, thank you for listening and remember to never forget. Ride a bike, mother flower. Zass.